This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. Well, that was the yeah, yeahs, and welcome back um, to Fubar Radio. I'm Rachel Downey. This is our 24-hour uh, live marathon, all in aid of the He for She campaign, uh, working with UN Women UK, all to do with Arts Week. Please do get involved um, by donating. Very much like the donation, obviously not for me. All money donated is going towards changing the reality for women and girls globally. If you can text UNWN, I don't know why I'm struggling now when I read that. UNWN15, uh, followed by the amount you want to donate to 770. We've got another guest um, in the studio alongside Michaela Stark. We've got James Grundy, uh, co founder of Small Beer Brew. Round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Richard, good morning. James. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Thank it's you for coming in. To be here. Um, now we, since we arrived um, about four o'clock yesterday afternoon, yep. there was a box, small beer brew, yes. and we were very excited. We're like, oh my god, what is small beer <laughs> brew? Um, and everyone has been drinking it and loving it. Amazing. So first of all, tell us, um, tell us about small beer brew. Great. Yes, I'd love to. So my business partner Felix and I set up uh, the world's first small beer brewery. Mm. So small beer historically was always brewed between 0.5 and 2.8% ABV, alcohol by volume. And it is the perfect, I'm actually seeing a beer sat on the uh, on Michaela the is loving it. <laughs> Any excuse, it she's loving it. It's the perfect, possibly breakfast. not a 7M beer, but maybe it's the perfect breakfast beer. We don't know what well we're it's in right now. <laughs> it is that any occasion beer. It's that beer that you might want to enjoy at lunchtime because mm. that's a 1% dark lager there. There's nothing quite wow. like that. Um, as we know it in the world. And we also produce a 2.1% lager. It's, it's for when you want to have all the enjoyment of a great tasting beer. You just don't want the slowdown after yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so we, really, we, we started in November. Uh, Felix and I have been in the drinks industry for far longer than that, but mm. he'd been one of the lead brewers at Fuller's and I'd been working at Sipsmith Gin. Mm. And, um, but we would scan the pump clips for uh, a beer that allowed us to have great, great taste. Yeah. But if we were having a lunchtime social, didn't leave us with an unproductive afternoon. Yeah. And uh, there was nothing. There was nothing unless you compromised on flavor or you had really high alcohol. So the small beer brewery was born. How long, you know, did it take you to go from talking about this idea to Mm. saying, you know what, let's do it. Let's. Let's start, let's start creating this. How long was that process? And was it quite scary to go out there and do it for yourselves? <laughs> Very much so. I mean, we'd been really fortunate. We'd seen the success of, of a gym brand like Sipsmith, and, and I'd been working on that for, for eight years. Oh, wow. And, um, but, I mean, we'd been incubating the idea for about 18 months, and then we really started going for it in November 2016, uh, brewing together. Mm. And then we launched a year later. But taking, taking that leap, taking that first step, particularly into an entirely new category. People know craft beer. People don't know 1% or 2% beer. It's a tough when industry. It? It's an established so um, industry to, to crack, as it were. But when was that moment, that catalyst, where you thought, let's just do this? Uh, well, You're still smiling, you're like, Rachel, <laughs> get out of the breakdown. Yeah, Rachel, <laughs> this is a facade. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm crying. Uh, <laughs> <We> look, <both. laughs> 
But it's, um, it, I mean, it has been amazing. I think what really, the, the trade in the industry itself is hugely supportive and it's open to innovation and it's open to these pioneering ideas. Mm. And as are the consumers, provenance, story, history, quality now is so important to people. And we're seeing a real shift. And it's not from a consumer's perspective about necessarily material gain, but it's about quality of experience when they go out. A yep. lot of people are saying they're drinking less, but they're drinking better quality. Mm-hmm. And that's very true, actually. That's sort yeah. of where we sit. Yeah. So we want you to have all that enjoyment, um, but still be able to get up and have a 7 a.m. radio interview the following morning. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> without feeling a little bit, you know, fluffy in exactly. the head. Um, well, it's, it's all true, it's all true. And, um, and also, because um, com- like big companies have been, you know, put under a lot of scrutiny recently for having these uh, PFLs, uh, they call proper fucking lunches, um, where they're going out, you, you, know, yeah. you know, you've got a responsibility and a very important job and you're going out for lunch and getting absolutely rattled off. Yeah. And obviously big companies have come under scrutiny with this recently, so actually, something like the small beer company is exactly what uh, yep. what we need for for the business lunch. We, we think so. <laughs> we think so. You know, it, it it is. It's that. I think one of our big challenges is we've got to share the occasion for that. And actually, maybe it is that business lunch. Maybe it's that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday when mm, you're up early the following yeah. day. Maybe it's that Sunday lunch with the family. Or, or I think there are there are there are many many. One great venue that does a phenomenal job is the National Theatre because people love having a beer before the show. That's very true. They just don't want to fall asleep during the yes. show. Yes, <laughs> you know, that's a very, very good point. Um, starting up your own business, what would you say has been the most difficult obstacle you've come across? Uh, I mean, it is a challenge a second, but yeah. we have got a brilliant team. We're only a small team, we're a team of five. Uh, I, should, I should shout them out, actually. So we have Chloe, Phoebe, Jamie... And then Felix and myself. Yep. And um, it's the problem solving. But we do that together. And that's great. It's, it's a mm. really, that's part of the great joy of a small business is that everyone's involved. Everyone has their say in terms of the direction of the company. But it means we can problem solve together. Yeah. And, uh, and I think, albeit <laughs> sometimes it does feel a little bit stressful. A little yeah. stressful. You <laughs> definitely end up coming out of the back of it as an even tighter team and, and as a stronger business so um, but no it's, it's a really interesting point that you that you make about the kind of bigger businesses mm. and uh, it, it always sometimes feels a little like that David and Goliath scenario but um, but that's part of the great excitement around it's a buzz I, think, so. I bet definitely, yeah definitely, that definitely, kind of fearlessness to, to to make that leap and again very important to have the right team behind you and supporting you um how you know you and felix Mm -hmm. um how did you know you two were the right people to start a business together were you close friends or is it better to not be close friends with a business partner like what happened yeah good question um so we were we were we were very much friends uh we met we were (laughs) (laughs) we're not now right strictly business 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 Uh, we, um, he and I met at Sipsmith, but he'd been working at Fuller's uh, before that at AB InBev, so one of the, one mm. of the big guys. Mm. And prior to that, he'd been building breweries. I mean, amazing, amazing guy. His skill and talent and knowledge is just, is, is so, so exciting. Yeah. And, um, and then I'd been leading the sales for Sipsmith. So I kind of did the, brought the sales and marketing thing, yeah. and then he bought this production and logistics and operational side of things and it was just it was this really brilliant fusion and um 
So it's worked well. I mean, yeah. God, thank God we're both not in sales and marketing because yeah. <laughs> otherwise that would be... That would have worked. It is wonderfully grounding. Yes. When yes. I'm yeah, yeah. off, uh, you know, running around and trying to fly the flag and spread the good word. And where would you like to see uh, the company grow to? What's, say, the next five years, ten years? What are your aspirations with it? Yeah, it's a great question. So we, we'd love to, I mean, we'd love to start. This is an entirely new category. But one of our big things is sustainability, and Phoebe uh, is heading up our RCSR, our Corporate Social Responsibility. And we said that this was going to be a really key thread that ran through the business from day one. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. We do small things. Our, our, our labels are 100% recycled to our business cards, to our boxes. Mm-hmm. But, but in production, in, in drinks particularly, there's a huge amount of wastage. Like, for example, to make a, a pint of beer, it typically takes between 8 and 10 pints of water. Mm. to make a single pint. Now, we've managed to cut that down to a pint and a half, and we're really proud of that. And it's just a little thing that we are trying to do to position ourselves as a real, as a real voice in the industry for responsible business production and, and, and beer production. But that goes right across. And I think we're starting to see it. We've seen this kind of campaign around plastic straws. Yep. We're starting to we see it a little change. bit more. Definitely. Mm in um uh, within festivals like single use plastics with all those pints of pint glasses of plastic yeah. that just end up on the floor and yeah. you know you see people <laughs> so like, frustrating which is a complete nightmare <laughs> so we really want to lead a movement in that space as well which has I, been fascinating i think that's the way isn't it it's leading the movement make something very worthwhile and make the change um let's talk about the women yes. in the industry mm-hmm. um number one how do women get involved in the industry and are there a lot of women in the beer making industry it's fascinating so fuller's yeah i was family owned amazing london uh, brewery from 1845 wow have just appointed their first female head brewer really inspirational lady but i mean amazing that this is the first time this happened which is staggering because it was always the women that were brewing beer um mm-hmm. and i'm talking tens of thousands of years and um back to five, six hundred years ago, and, and, and they had the title of, of the Brewsters. And, um, and, and they would make beer in the homes, mm. and, and typically small beer, or a low-alcohol beer, because it was, the, it was the water substitute, because the water quality was so poor, people would drink small beer. It was given to the, the school children right through to high society. No. So that was always oh, wow. the kind of historical <laughs> provenance to small beer. That's incredible. But um, but Georgina Young has, has has recently been appointed late 2017 as the as the head brewer of Fuller's amazing position. It's such a such a historic business, mm. but fantastic to see that innovation that, that Fuller's are now driving forward, um, being led by Georgina. But then you look at you look at people like uh, Wildcard, a small craft brewery based in Walthamstow, head brewer, amazing lady called uh, Jaeger Wise. And she was a chemical engineer before she moved into, into craft beer she production. She sounds fantastic she already. She is brilliant. She's yeah. a singer. She's in a band. She, she does phenomenal live performances. But she's also this really, uh, you know, really inspirational speaker mm. and, and, and makes fantastic beer. So wow. um, definitely one worth checking out. Wow. But then you look to the likes of Melissa Cole, probably the most prolific beer writer um, a lady who takes no prisoners, yeah, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but an incredible lady, and and, uh, and and a real a real sort of icon figure in the beer world. So, are you seeing a change? Are you seeing more women um, coming to the beer making industry? Say compared to when you first started. Hmm. Uh, 
beer making industry and in fact the hospitality industry as a whole which was it didn't feel like that long ago when you go into a bar restaurant hotel bar and the bar manager would always be a man um we have you know i could i could think of some of the most iconic venues now in london yeah and and it is absolutely you know it's it they're, they're led mm-hmm. by by really inspirational women in the drinks industry and um I mean, it's argued that they have some of the best palates in the drinks industry as well. Um, so. We can vouch for that quite quickly. <laughs> I mean, my palate is quite, uh, I'm quite a connoisseur with all alcohol. We do, we do enjoy going out and testing, don't we? We it's do. It's important to know Yeah, purely right. for the greater cause. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, is, this show is obviously for the He For She campaign. Uh, men and women working side by side. How important do you think the conversation is just us sitting here us having a show and talking about that talking about how you know to have men and women working side by side that's how you create the change how important is the conversation alone no absolutely i think um you know and i think we're looking at businesses now and we're seeing a far more even split when it comes to Mm. comes to hiring and and certainly the roles that I mean, if, if I just think about the three ladies in our business, uh, you know, they're heading up three really important parts of the business, and and they're such a they're, they're such an integral part of our day to day. I mean, Chloe, we call the boss, but she's she's sort of the rock of the business. Yeah. And and Jamie looks after all of our. I mean, she's our sort of digital whiz. I mean, amazing, but very much um, a kind of guardian of the brand. Mm. And, and and Phoebe's driving this this the, our sustainable and and, and CSR um, side of the business forward. I mean, it's it, it's, it's vital. Mm. Um, uh, so I think I think absolutely. I think we've got to continue to have that conversation. I yeah. I think I think what some of the, just the work I saw off the back of, of of International Women's Day was 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 amazing. I'd actually like to shout out to a, a lady called Georgie Bell, who's the who's uh, heads up the malt. Um, arm of Bacardi. Wow. And they did this most fun. If you ever get a chance, maybe get her in the studio. Ask her to do a whiskey tasting for you. She's <gasps> the most yes. brilliant <laughs> whiskey Call her. Taster. Call her. I'm free. I've got hours. Call her. <laughs> She's the most brilliant whiskey taster you'll ever come across. And yeah. her tasting notes are fabulous and she, she tours the globe. Effectively talking about whiskey, but whiskey is arguably still quite a stuffy space. Yeah. And you think, well, who's a whiskey taste going to look like? Who's going to have a beer? And he's going to be probably quite a middle-class white male. And, 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 and that's just this perception. But um, sh- they're running this campaign called Our Whiskey. Um, and it's all about women in whiskey and, and driving the category forward. But making sure it's not this mad men, um, you know, advertising 50s yeah. era where whiskey is just to be drunk by men and it's going to be swear, exactly, yeah, get yeah. out of my desk <laughs> drawer and, you know, and have a whiskey <laughs> in the office. But, and, and she is an amazing, uh, she's an amazing lady to, to, to sit and, and, and enjoy a whiskey with, but also to have her lead a tasting is quite something. And, you know, we have been asking a lot of people about um, what your inspirational whim, woman or women are. You've named a lot of females already, but who would you say are your inspirational women? Um, it's a big question. It's a big question. Such a big question. <laughs> I should have saved Georgie for that you question. You should have done. <laughs> that would be such a high note to leave. I mean, I, I you know, I, I would probably put a call out to, to, to all the ladies in the industry, and in fact, yeah. in hospitality as a whole, mm. because... Working with, working with your regular punter in mm. hospitality, customer facing mm. is tough. 
yeah. day in, yeah. day out, after yeah. a long shift. Maybe you're just not in the mood for whatever they're yeah. about to bring to the table. That's not in the mood. And they, you know, and they always come forward with a smile on face and 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 they make the hospitality industry such a great joy to work in. So I would I would put a call out to, to all those who work in, in the bars, restaurants and hotels of, of London and beyond. And for um, females listening to this and thinking, I, I want to get involved, I want to be part of that industry. What's the first step? How do you get involved in the beer making industry? Yeah, great. So I think don't be shy to reach out to the breweries, first and foremost. Okay, yeah. You know, get in contact. I, we have had, we've had a lot of people contact us directly, which is brilliant. Yeah. And I think don't necessarily wait until that job advert goes up online. If yeah. this is something that you want to do, you go for it. Go and get it. Um, contact us. There's always an email address on the website or contact via social media. And... Uh, that would be my that would be my first step. If you want to learn more, there are great places like you brew where you can go and and learn under guidance how to brew beer, which is fascinating. I mean, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> That's a good party trick, isn't it? That's what can we all do? Well, I can brew, can brew beer. beer. <laughs> what, what can you do? I think you can do it. Boom! Drop the mic. That would be my moment. That would. That would. That's the only reason why I would do it. So again, don't be shy to approach people. Don't be shy to approach people, and you'd be on the front foot. That is absolutely mm. what I would say because from from my side as a as a business owner, I love hearing people's stories and actually people reaching out directly to me. And I you know I remember it's something that I did with Sipsmith back in the day, and I said actually I really believe in this and I want to be a part of this. Yeah. And um, and and if you find yourself in those shoes, then I think absolutely do the same. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I really, really do. And um, where can people find a small beer brewery? So you'll find us in South Bermondsey. It's quite a famous Bermondsey beer mile uh, that, have, that houses it. <laughs> Again, we got time. We could go, James. We could go. It's fine. We're taking the shit on the road. Yeah, uh, yes, we are. Come on. <laughs> got to get a beer. We, and there's about 15 microbreweries along there. We're yeah. about a 10, 15-minute walk from there, so we're just nestled in between the Old Kent Road and South Bermondsey Rail Station. Uh, it is a beautiful space. Uh, there's live music. Um, there is, we have a lot of local artists in the area. We mm. do little uh, art exhibitions as well, where wow. we just kind of promote local, local artists. And uh, there's always some good food on offer, and there's plenty of great beer. So, small beer, for that matter. So many, <laughs> so many reasons to go. Beer, food, it goes on for a mile. Boom. <laughs> Again, our work here is done. Um, James Grundy um, from Small Beer Brewery, thank you so, Appreciate so much for joining us today, coming out here, coming all the way out here, <laughs> at this time in the morning. Um, Thanks for having me, Rachel. That's no, been thank great. you for the beer. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I it's think pleasure. Mick might finish them all, so Ooh. I am very proud if you do. It would stop me from doing it, because who knows what will happen once I start on the beer. <laughs> um, we are going to leave you for a couple of minutes. We've got Atomic um, by Blondie, so don't go anywhere. We'll see you in a few minutes' time. Fubar Radio presents... We have the very lovely Rebecca Dakin calling in. How's your gay dog? Well, I thought the the lovely Joe, who one of the boys here with me right now, um, I, I thought he might have been gay when I first met him, and he's he's, he's not. He's one hundred percent straight. So my gay dog is not not twenty twenty. It's a little bit off. It's a little bit off. Right. I could give you sort of flirting tips. Yeah. But um, or we can move straight to the bedroom you- if you want to. <laughs> Never thought I'd be uh, saying that to a lady before, but here we are. <laughs> Every Wednesday. 
That was the one and only uh, Beyonce featuring Jay Z, Crazy in Love. This is um, the uh, the UN Women uh, UK 24 hour live marathon to support the He for She campaign. All in Arts Week, during Arts Week. My name's Rich Downey. I am your presenter for the entire live show. So if you're thinking, I don't care for her dulcet tones, well, you know what? You are staying with me, my dear, <laughs> right through to the end. We're going to hold hands and embrace this moment and talk about it for years to come. Uh, if you would like to text us, because we want your money, we want your donations, all the money donated is going towards changing reality for women and girls globally. So all you need to do is text UNWN15, uh, followed by the amount you would like to donate to 770. And if you're thinking, Rachel, I keep missing it. What do I text? What do I do? Um, well done for remembering my name. Again, I'm doffing my cap. Um, LondonArtsWeek.org is the website you need to go to to find out more. I'm currently joined by Michaela Stark. Hello. Mick, you, uh, you turned up and came on air from six o'clock. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fabulous, darling. I'm with you. Oh, my God. I'm clapping. That's an amazing answer. I'll pay you later. Um, are you enjoying the show so far? I am. Thank you so much for having me on. That's all right. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for being here. Um, we were talking in, in the break then about um, the performing side of it. We both um, have been dancers. Um, do you miss being in the industry? Oh, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Um, Why no? What don't, what don't you miss? I have to say, I mean, I think if I were to go back into it now, it would be very different. Yeah. Um, but I have spent many, many years correcting um, many habits uh, from dancing, such mm -hmm. as eating habits um, yeah. and actually only learning as I've grown up kind of what's a normal way to eat <laughs> yeah that's true, true. so um that's been uh, that's one thing that i but i think if i were to go back into it I, I, it'd be nice to have that you know new healthy stance on everything um what don't i um well again it was uh, you know kind of trying to get a role and you know it's like oh you know you just need to lose a bit of weight and then losing the weight and then going for another role and it's like oh you lost too much weight you know you should have been a bit bigger for that role and oh it was just you know up and down up mm. and down up and down all over the place um and yeah so that's what i don't miss what i do miss is obviously the fabulous bits yeah. which is uh, the, the performing the performing and yeah. doing it yeah yeah what's well, in your blood it's yeah yeah it's a hard industry, and this is what we've been talking a lot about, actually, within the creative industry for this show, is I think some people don't realise the amount of grafting, mm. the amount of hustling, the amount of isolation that um, you go through. You know, it's you go through a lot of time not working, a lot of time going through rejection, mm. um, and performers aren't the most secure people so to go through a lot of rejection is really really hard yeah. we are not thick-skinned we are emotional creatives um <laughs> how you know for people wanting to go into the industry how would you say to them to deal with that how best to deal with that level of rejection because it is a lot unless you're incredibly lucky but that's very rare do you know what i think if you have the time and you get the opportunity my biggest piece of advice mm. is um to write yourself do something, create something yourself, yes. put yourself on the other side. Um, I wrote a sitcom and... Yes, you did. I did. Um, it was a shocker. 
uh, but it was my first. <laughs> and, uh, but it was, but it was just, it, it was being on the other side, you know, casting actors and, and doing all, the whole of the other side of it. It's, um, it's empowering and it, it puts you in the other seat. And it, so next time you go to an audition and next time you go to a casting, mm. I don't know, you just chill out and you just kind of understand it more. Um, that would probably be my biggest piece of advice. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Create your own work. I um, mm. I was a presenter for years, and I got to the point where I I wanted longevity mm-hmm. as a female in the industry. You do have for a lot of females your kind of lifespan. Once you begin to get a bit older, your work does dry up, um, and it goes to younger females. That's that's a fact. Um, so I was thinking, how do I get longevity? Um, I need to become an expert, and that's when I um, thought about becoming an expert in sport. At the time, that must have been about, I'm going to say 10 years. It might have been a bit longer. Um, <laughs> I thought not as many females are in sport, and I knew a lot anyway about sport, but I made it my mission to learn absolutely everything so i every every day i'd read the back of the papers for all the sport i would get all the apps i would and i'm still doing that now it's a constant you are constantly learning and evolving um and it was the best decision i made because again it people look at you differently when you're an expert they um trust your word and then the writing begins um the creating process begins and it's about gaining that respect and you know what, as a female in this industry, you do have to try twice as hard. Mm. And you know what, I'd like to think that will change. Maybe it will do one day. But luckily, day. Rachel, I mean, you're a timeless woman, so... Babe, I, uh. I, I, I go from season to season to season. What can I say? I, I am a timeless woman. It's so funny because it's true. Um, but it is about, yeah, creating your own work. And Absolutely. It's, and that that's the real point when yeah. you feel, you know... This is it, and you you're can, in control you're of in it. In control, yeah, absolutely. Because it's an industry that does control you a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and you know, we had um, Callum um, in here earlier, and he was saying, um, that, and Callum and Rowley, they were both saying, you know, we were, we're YouTubers, as it were, because we found, I think, a gap in the market, and we wanted to create our own work. Um, but then that's let's go back to uh, Made with Style. You. You saw a gap in the market. Yeah. And it's brave, isn't it, to go out there and create your own thing? I, I suppose, I mean, but you don't feel it at the time. It's just no. like, I mean, for goodness sake, I still feel like I'm pretending. I feel like I'm, you know. Oh, I'm, we all do. I'm still an actor, babe. It's like, oh, yeah, so anyway, I'm pretending to have this business. And that's yeah. what I keep telling myself every day. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, it's, it's just a game, isn't it? And then we're all skipping. And then some days you're like, oh, this shit is real. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny, I thought, oh, this shit is real. When I woke up on Friday morning and literally clutched my pearls, I was like, a girl 24 hour show to do and I believe I even it's a game yes yes it's, it's a, just a game it's a game um, <laughs> but it is it's, okay so people that are say young females wanting to become a dancer wanting to go into the dance industry what advice would you give them and where do they go where do they turn to um well, as you know, it takes a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. um, but it's a discipline which puts you in good stead for the rest of your life, I think. Um, I encourage my niece to dance. Um, she's nine years old. I encourage her to dance a lot because I think um, the discipline that it takes and 
the it just really it puts you in good stead for many other things and also just the way you hold yourself and confidence Mm. and um having that discipline to um put yourself through you know what it takes to get where you want to go really um and what you know going to a before i went to i was very 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 lucky to go mm. to um, a performing arts school yeah. um, and it was very long hours and that has prepared me for life um, for running a business still doing the occasional show yeah. and doing you know, just yeah yeah being being a very busy person and um, and I think you can you can gain a lot even if that's not the industry you go into but if that is the industry you want to go into work hard yeah, it, it it is all down to working hard. It's down to um, it's down to grafting. It's mm. it's like you say the the stamina when you're a dancer. Like I I remember um, breaking my toe, but still having to go on point, and yeah. still having you know you still got to you still got to uh, carry on. You and it does teach you that if you wake up with a cold. You go to work. Yes. You know, yeah. you don't yeah. not work. And literally, unless you're so ill, you literally... And, and I think that's what that's what dancing, I think, teaches, yeah. has taught me. It's... You just do it. You find that strength somehow. Unless you're literally on your deathbed, you can still yeah. work. You you turn up early. Yeah. You know, like you turned up early. It's, it's installed, it's isn't it? It's installed in you, yeah. It gives you very... I think it gives you very good um, business etiquette as well. I, yeah. I think uh, good work etiquette and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good industry to be in. And I think also um, speaking about he for she, um, I think it's very important to know that within the industry, it can seem that it's against you as a woman, mm-hmm. um, but you have to be in it to change it. And it's changing and it really is. And there are many women that have been in it and are changing it and it's getting better and just keep at it keep yeah. doing it and you know it's changing and it will continue to change for the better yeah and it can only change like you say if you're in it if you're doing it if you're making those mm-hmm. those um those footprints exactly um, we are gonna have a little musical interlude um we've got la freak don't go anywhere we're back in a few minutes Fubar Radio and UN Women UK present a live 24-hour radio show. 24 hours. That is correct. 24 hours. Um, my name is Rachel Downey. I am doing the entire um, live show. Um, if I were any good at maths, I would be a mathematician. But I would be able to work out how many hours I'm in. How many, I started at 5pm. We'll say it's half seven. How many hours am I in? Anybody? Anyone know? Anyone good at maths? We're going to work it out. We're all like one, two, three, four. But this is the show. I um, can tell you I'm two beers down. I high-five you, Michaela Stark. (laughs) I am high-fiving you. We are here to support the He For She um, campaign. 17 hours and 40 minutes. Abby, this is why you're paid the big bucks. Thank you, my darling. 17 hours. That's amazing. Um, To support... Yes, we are here to support the He For She campaign for UN Women UK. I really want to raise awareness. I want to talk um, about um, gender equality and raise money. To raise money, we need you guys. All money donated is going towards changing the reality for women and girls globally. So all you need to do is text UNWN15 followed by the amount you want to donate to 770. Now, Michaela Stark, you mentioned you were drinking beer. Tell me what you're doing over there. Um, it's a good link, good link. 
seamless. So basically, um, you know, I did. I didn't go out last night, so um, I'm not I, allowing it. I'm drinking now. That's what I'm doing, and I'm on to second beer. I'm currently drinking um, Brewdog Pink IPA. Now, before I finish what this bottle says mm-hmm. do you remember the uh bic pens when they came out for that ingenious pen for women yep yeah the yeah. pen for women i remember the day now and it was because just... i didn't know how i wrote anything beforehand <laughs> honestly i have no idea how i got through my education without it yes um so <laughs> it was excellent and obviously lots of people came to amazon with these reviews which were absolutely hilarious you know the fact that there was a pen that had been created for women was just uh, anyway so what Brewdog have done is mm. they've called it uh, beer for girls and it's basically yep. a piss take of that Um, and uh, yeah I I don't think everyone's necessarily noticed it but I think it's excellent because that that Bic pen epidemic I don't think I've ever laughed so much in my life reading those reviews it's excellent it's and you know what with the um, pink uh, beer IPA it's it's done a fantastic job because it's got everyone talking Um, and just let you know that from four weeks from today Brewdog will be donating 20% now that is the gender pay gap in the UK of its proceeds from bottled pink IPA and punk IPA to causes that fight against gender inequality. Pink IPA will also be sold in South Korea, Ireland, Germany, USA and the Netherlands. So it's a fantastic, it's a genius idea. Mm. Whoever is in that marketing team, you need to salute them. It's got everyone talking. Um, and it's also got Michaela drinking. Well, yeah, and also because it's got a, time in the morning. Because it's got a pink label, um, my tiny little lady insides can actually take it. Yes, they can. So, they um, really, really can. Yes. Thank I'm... God for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is brilliant. That's the um, Brewdog Pink IPA. Um, and again, it is wonderful that we can get our guests drinking at like 5am, 6am, 7am, almost 8am. And... Uh, Michaela Stark, she's enjoying it. Is um, it possible to ask Abby for a list of places that are open to drink at 9am? That's very true. Once I'm done, because I'm you, ready. That's true, once you're done, you're like, right, I want to go out. Uh, oh no, can you imagine going to the tube? Oh, That would be hilarious. Oh, Do it, let, let, let the neighbours talk. Um, <laughs> Thank God this for is, Uber. This would be, it'll be fantastic. This is London Arts Week um, as well at the moment. I love it. Abby has just... Um, Written there's a pub next door. Oh, and we do love we the depot. We do love the depot. It is a brilliant, brilliant pub. And they actually gave us pizzas in the early hours. We had gorgeous pizzas. And I tell you, that was very, very needed. I do love the depot. Oh, I arrived too late. I will. You, you did, but again, you can, you, you can stay till the bitter end. Um, <laughs> and yes, remember, we have gone on a lot about how to donate, um, how to get involved. Um, you can donate to um, London Arts Week. Um, and it is all about talking about um, gender um, inequality and how men and women, they need to work together. Because, you know, I think a lot, some people do campaign to um, talk about, you know, how women are better than men or men are better than women. Michaela, it's, oh, no. <laughs> no one is better than the other, are they? We need each other to, to make a difference. Absolutely. And I think uh, a huge thing is... Um, You know, it's not just about, you know, laying the blame on, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about, you know, not enough women in certain positions, um, certain powerful positions. Mm. And I think what we're seeing now is more women going for those positions. So you have to remember that it's not just the issue of, you know, current men who are very modern day men not allowing women into the positions, Mm -hmm. because quite often that's not the case. The case is it's how we're evolving and it's the lessons we teach our 
young girls um, as mother, father, teacher, whatever the influence may be. Um, to grow up and strive to go for those positions and not feel limited. Um, so that's the thing that I think we're really seeing changing, which is the generational change um, in that we'll see more women going for those positions. So yeah. there's not going to be that whole argument of, you know, Possibly. well, I have to fill the quota. So therefore, you know, we're, we're getting women that aren't necessarily the best for the job, but yes, we have to fill the quota. doing more harm than good. Yeah. But now what we're seeing is more, you know, there, there's more of an even power of women applying for these yeah. um, positions. So we are seeing more equality and it does take time um but we're, we're seeing it and it's great and that's yeah. why i'm so happy to be here and be part of this because i love that you're here being part of the change yeah. yeah exactly exactly the change the conversation um now uh we are we're gonna give you a little breather we are going to be playing the albert hammond jr uh clip who talks um all about International Women's Day uh, with Harriet. Uh, they spoke a little bit earlier on, so enjoy. We'll be back in a few minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, Fubar Radio, I'm joined by Albert Hammond Jr. in the studio right now. Albert, how's it going? It's great. We're in a studio. It's, it's warm. It's pretty good. We're working with the United Nations Women on a 24-hour live radio show. It's to change the reality for women and girls globally. We're starting a global conversation. We're trying to, trying to get everyone talking about it. And I wanted to That's ask awesome. you, thank you, who in your life you feel like is a really inspirational woman, females that have really sort of made an impression on you in a positive way, whether it's in music or in your personal life. I mean, I feel like in general, women make a positive impression on me. I grew up with my mom. I was always with her and she was the strong one in the family. You know, I think it. people think, you know, men are strong like because of being physical or because they yell. And I find that that's like, I grew up, that was like a weakness. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we don't pay enough attention to that because I feel like women bring life into this world. And it's like, it's almost treated like it's nothing. But it's also you're starting conversation. I think that just needs to happen more. I, I feel like, at least from my point of view, is it's so hard to have conversation because if someone says something that's not right, they just get like yelled at when it's like, this, where's the learning curve? You need to have conversation, not understand, get to know it a little more, get better at it and change. You can't just like overnight change. And I feel like that's important is to like have the conversation and allow people to make the mistakes. I feel like men should be allowed to realize that they could or have been wrong and stuff. And that will allow for a bigger change than just no you're than wrong. just yeah. like just slamming it all down like right away like it's like night or day it just doesn't I totally 100% agree I'm I think control for saying that. no I think you're true, completely right? right like in any circumstance uh, you and I living as humans we're learning all the time you can offend someone without even knowing yeah. about something completely anything it could be about how they've woken up that morning in sure. day to day we should be thinking okay cool thanks for letting me know now I'm going to move forward knowing that I've well, that's made a mistake that's also the point of conversation hmm. it, it isn't to just say it perfectly and it'd be right. You yeah. Know, it's, a, it's about not understanding and being wrong and then understanding because someone speaks to you and you get it. Yeah. You know? And we can't all be perfect. I you mean, know? obviously, I try. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> That's also on your Twitter bio. Yeah. Obviously, I try to be perfect. <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much for having a little chat with us. It's really no, been lovely to awesome. speak to you. We better get. It smells fantastic. You can't capture that on radio. Oh, my God. Thanks. Well, Albert Hammond true. Jr. thinks I smell me. nice. Thank you. Um, thank you for everything you're doing as well at the moment. I really, I'm really excited to hear. I haven't heard the full album. I've only heard the two you tracks heard that the we've full got. Album? No. Oh man, I've wait till you hear the full album. It's, it's so much more to hold on to. Yeah, Francis Trouble the pre-order you can get right now. You can get two songs straight yeah. away. I've already, I've already digested them, but I'm very excited to look at the rest of the album. You no, know, reminds me of getting this, uh, this awesome female director, and she has a female DP to make the video for my <sighs> single. And it was just, she was like, "Oh, thank you for giving me a platform," and it was just like. Like, I didn't feel like it was anything 
I was like, of course. What do you mean? You're just, you're awesome. But just to, you know, like you don't realize that, and like sometimes you forget that that isn't something. Because yeah, you don't believe na- it, so yeah. you don't think that it's something that exists, and that's a hard thing for me that I need to get better at. Because I, I feel like, oh, if, why wouldn't it be things be normal? <laughs> but also, in a, in another perspective, it's nice that you picked her because she's great. Yeah, yeah. No, I only picked her. No, of course. <laughs> in that sense, that's a massive compliment for her too. Yeah, yeah. No, she's beyond. She blew everyone away. Well, I'm excited, excited to see the video. Oh, me, me too. <laughs> me too. Albert, thank you so much. We'll catch no, you later. You. I mean, no one's going to see us shake hands, but we're touching right now <laughs> in real life, skin to skin. That was fun. He sounds like absolutely fantastic. He really, really does. I was um, Albert Hammond Jr. Uh, talking earlier on to Harriet. Um, all to do with our um, inspiration of women for Women's Day. He's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And I think on that note, um, we, we, we should play some um, Albert Hammond. Uh, far Away Truths. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.